Welcome back to She Rates Dogs. The podcast. I'm Michaela. And I'm Matt. And today we have such a good episode, you guys. So we had Jessica Lanyato on. So I love her energy. She, she was so obsessed. fun to have. So yeah. she is an astrologer, a psychic medium, and an animal communicator, which obviously if you listen to our podcast, you know that like these are all things that we've been super excited to learn more about recently. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're not experts on that whatsoever. So having her on just to talk about astrology and all of the intuitive things, it has just been really cool. Um, she had some really eye-opening takes on a lot of your, your questions, and we're very excited for you to hear it. Yeah, we talked a lot about compatibility and like... Mm-hmm. Like Michaela said, we answered a lot of your guys' questions, so I hope you're excited for it. Yeah, so let's catch up, you guys. Um, I actually haven't seen Matt in a while. He's- Is this... Are you happy to be seeing no. me again? <laughs> so he's sitting here with a mask on because- We're like three feet away from each other. Yeah. I want to tell you guys, I don't have COVID. I got tested for COVID. Don't have it, but I think- we're, we're, in a, so, we're in a fight. This so here's what happened. So Matt <laughs> forgot that other sicknesses existed before right. COVID. So he was like, oh, I don't have COVID. It must just be like allergies. allergies. Something's just in the wind. Yeah. He comes over. He is coughing so much. He's oh so snotty. I'm like, Matt, <laughs> you are sick. You are literally sick. You just don't have COVID. I don't want I don't want whatever else you've got going on. I'm like, Michaela, no, it's just allergies. It's it's just like, so now I'm here in a mask yeah, because she doesn't trust me. The flu me. exists. Strep throat exists. <laughs> She's like I don't want to get sick even if it's not COVID like yeah. if, if it's strep throat I don't want it no and like because some of my friends are finally like vaccinated and yeah. I'm finally seeing people again it's very fun but I can't show up being fucking <laughs> sick so no I don't want to be get sick by you no um, I honestly did forget that other sicknesses yeah. existed right. I'm sorry so, about so that so that's where we're at but I had an incredible week what is your phone background um, are you kissing a girl in your phone background I don't want to talk about it oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so embarrassing <laughs> Oh my god! Um, I had a great weekend, you guys. Or a great week. I did drugs. I think we don't have any like sponsors on this episode, so it's probably the best time to talk about it. I'm not even going to say what I did, but it was totally legal. I will say I came over today, today, and your energy was like so. Mm -hmm. Not that your energy is yeah. That's a lie. Sometimes your energy is a little low. My (laughs) energy. What you about to say? Your energy's never low, and then you're always so happy. No. But you were so happy today, and I love yeah. that for you. Yeah, I had a really good week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a totally legal thing. That you went I, to Joshua Tree, I right? I went to Joshua uh-huh. Tree. Very, like, my mind just was expanded mm-hmm. so much. And, like, Matt was supposed to come. <laughs> but I I didn't want to get anybody sick until I got tested. So yeah, so he, missed it. he woke up, he realized he was sick, mm-hmm. scheduled a test, but unfortunately didn't get the results until... After we had left. After they left me. I was like, okay, bye. I told you you could come up. I know. But then but, also yeah. you probably would have just gotten us sick with whatever else you have. <laughs> I have allergies. Yeah. So really good times, you guys. Yeah. There also, I wanted to mention, there's been a lot of like, a lot of triggering stuff in the news lately from like the various shootings mm-hmm. to uh, the David Dobrik stuff. Right. And I, I mean, I know a lot of people have had really personal bad things in their past come up to to the forefront of their brain just mm-hmm. because of a lot of these things that being in be the news super triggering, yeah. um which is which is really hard and we we love you guys i think it's very interesting with the david dobrik stuff specifically because it's weird seeing like the height of youtube kind mm-hmm. of come to a fall like there was a lot of james james charles stuff recently right and a lot of the time 
YouTube drama is so petty, but mm-hmm. like it's just gotten really serious lately. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because someone was saying like his vines used to be kind of problematic, but then, you know, he got more famous and he got a bunch of money and then like he sort of just filmed other people doing weird stuff, but he got to be the kind of like the nice guy just filming it, not involved, but it was still like his ideas. Yeah. So it's, it's very interesting, a lot to unpack. And if it's, it's triggering you, we love you and we're here for you. I'm sorry you're going through all this right now. <laughs> right? No, that was good. <laughs> We're sorry you're going through all this right now. What else did I put on catching up? Um, Hobbies. That's what I was wondering what you meant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, one of my my revelations from the legal drug that I took. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about how much we like we stop doing things that are fun because we realize we're like not going to have a career at it. Like whether it's soccer or um, like singing Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Like I know that when you're younger, you do all these really fun things and then you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm not the best. Like I can't make money off of this. So you stop doing it. And I feel like I've gotten to this point where I realized like I can do stuff that I'm bad at it but just because enjoy I it. enjoy it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm not good at drawing. I make terrible art, but I saw this quote that was like, bad art is better than no art. Yeah. And like, it's, what are you laughing I at? I think that's beautiful. I, I I'm not even being sarcastic. <laughs> I think that's really beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah. Because like, I don't know. And art is just like whatever makes you happy. But like there's so many things. And we we talk about hobbies all the time on this podcast. Like we talk about how fun it can be to like as an adult join a soccer team or recreational thing like Matt does. But I I mean, I just had this really like, I don't know. I just had this moment thinking about all of the things that I've like given up throughout my life just Mm -hmm. because I realized like I couldn't make a career out of it, which is such a brainwashed way of looking at the world. And like I do have hobbies now, but like. I also sometimes will give them up when I realize like I'm not that great at it yeah. or like, oh, this might not be a good side hustle or whatever. You're not going to make money from it. But like being good at something and enjoying it aren't mutually exclusive things. Right. Like people love singing even though they're not <laughs> they're good at singing. They're terrible at it. Yeah. yeah and like, they still do it. There are so many things that like and, – and you should just be doing whatever makes you happy. You don't have to monetize everything. Yeah. And, we talk a lot about, or I don't know if we have, but I think a lot about how capitalism rots our brains. Yeah, and I loved like, your tweet about this. I think it's so true. I made a bunch of tweets. And yeah. I also like had a whole thing about, um, uh, there was like some feminist takes in there as well. Yeah. Um, some Ted, Ted Bundy stuff. Like, yeah. I don't like how people say that Ted Bundy got all these women because he was hot and like charmed them. Mm-hmm. The truth is he pretended to be injured and like women are just kind yeah. and like they he he was like, "Oh, help me with my groceries." Like I have a cast on. So yes, of course like women are going to and I feel like it's kind of rude to be like it's because he was like it hot. It makes you guys look like airheaded kind yeah, of Yeah, and like. like that's not that's not what it is at yeah. all. And then they would talk about how like, "Oh no, because like women would show up at the court and be like fans of him." And it's like that's because the media s- makes celebrities out of the worst people and we've been seeing that happen this week as well which Mm -hmm. is like kind of a full circle concept is like we shouldn't know shooters names more than we know victims names like the fact that we make these people famous is so like harmful just to the the -hmm. way like the sick people who end up doing these things brains like because they want to like get the people who want to get famous yeah yeah. like there i mean a lot of that comes from that kind of speech and a lot of i mean Obviously, a lot of the racism (laughs) speech in the last year caused the the first one. Um, So with the Atlanta shooter specifically, a lot of that was from the racist rhetoric and not just the celebritizing of these shooters. (laughs) 
So I also have one more thing to add about my little allergies that are happening. Right. I was out in public with my mask on and I sneezed mm-hmm. because of the allergies, but I wasn't anywhere near a bathroom where I could fix this. And I was so congested that it just shot out all of my snot onto my mask. Okay. So I did have to walk around for 20 minutes with snot in my mask. That okay. So cool. and y- thank you for sharing. You're that. welcome. Did I you- just thought it w- I owed it to you. Right. I owed it to you as because those friend. are things that obviously we all would like to hear about. Yeah, and, and I think someone could really benefit from my story of to hear the transparency yeah. so of you and your experiences. For anybody out there who thinks and I'm a liar, who no, thinks yeah, I'm nice. not transparent, and for people who want to see themselves represented, I'm sure yes. this is a really big moment for them as well. So you're welcome. Um, and if you guys want more representation, <laughs> we have some Tinder bio Tuesdays for you. Okay. Uh, we got Justin. <clears throat> I run an auto repair facility with my friend. You'll probably hate how I live. Minimalist. I quit drinking eight months ago. I'm honest. I believe time is the most valuable currency. Progress, not perfection. I make the best donuts and cheesecake. I am a fatal optimist and an open book. I'm tired of not having someone to talk to at the end of the day. Want to know more? Just ask. I like that he said he likes donuts and cheesecake. Yeah, I liked that. That part stuck out to me a lot. Uh-huh. Was there something else I was supposed to that was supposed to jump out? No, to me? because this one wasn't negative. It was just like a very fascinating. A it was kind of fascinating uh-huh. to me. Like, I, I feel like I know him so well. And I think that's a like, good Tinder bio. I, yeah, and I just really wanted to include it because the person who sent it to me was like, "There's so much to unpack here," and I was like, "Wow." There really is. <laughs> but, um, like, not in a necessarily horrible way. Right. Like, just, wow. Um, fatal optimist, open book, make really good donuts and cheesecake, quit drinking eight months ago, I'm honest, and believe time is the most valuable currency. Like, all just really... <laughs> a lot, but, like, okay. That's yeah, fine. So, uh, eight out of ten. Eight, you did so well. Eight out of ten. <laughs> so, I also had a good one for okay, you. Okay, cool. So, where are some positive ones today? Mm. I like this one because you went to ASU. I feel like you're lying. This is about to be really bad. Good golf is better than great puss. So relax, (laughs) eh? Also, I don't wear a mask because I'm not fucking stupid. Mm. Right. So great. What is better than good golf is better than great puss. He's saying golf like the sport is better than good sex. Yes. I don't Uh, think he's having good sex. I don't think he's having good sex. Maybe not even having any sex. Maybe. Yeah. Which is fine. I had, you know, when that, like, I think it might still be a trend, but uh, yeah, sex is great. But have you ever tried? I made a tweet one time that was like, just kind of a joke of it. Like, yeah, sex is great. But have you seen the remake female Ghostbusters movie? (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha. My ex was terrible in bed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's the vibe I'm and getting from this one. that's the vibe I'm getting yes. from this Tinder bio. <laughs> I'm going to give it a negative 6 out of 10 because he does not wear his mask. And if I can wear my mask doing a podcast, you can wear your mask outside. Yeah. Got so it. So true. You spit facts right there. And what's your rating of it? Oh, um, negative 8 out of 10. Okay. Okay. Matt. <clears throat> Hi, ladies. Please swipe right if you've hooked up with my husband. I guess he's going <laughs> by the name Matt on here. You can also message me on Instagram. <laughs> Okay, so this is also, she's doing what she has to do. It's so, (laughs) I guess he's going by Matt on here. I also, like, (laughs) unfortunately for this woman, like, if he matched with someone, they wouldn't be swiping right now. Like, you got to message the people on his DMs probably, Yeah, why doesn't she just go through the DMs and message them? Yeah, message And so if you're out there, just go through those DMs because that's what I did. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I've talked about that, right? Right, Yeah. Yeah, Like I connected to his Tinder and I went through his DMs. Yeah. Good times. 
so that's I guess from her oh, wait, perspective. So, Red, are we rating him or her? I um, don't know. You him. rate him. I'll rate her. Okay. Negative nine out of ten. You rate him. I rate her. Yeah, that's what I did. Oh, He's you said negative nine out of ten? Yeah. Okay. That didn't process. I think my head's cloudy. Right, the allergies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give her a ten out of ten because she's doing what she has to. Yeah, she's doing what she has to. She just needs to like put on that detective cap a little bit. Yeah. And maybe she is going through the DMs. We yeah. don't know. We of don't course. know her story. Um, okay. I have one that I really think it really resonated with me. All right. So this is John. Yeah. Men suck. Look in the mirror. One more stupid bitch away from being gay. I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> you know when like people are about to do a crime so they like start like creating an alibi ahead of time (laughs) that's what he's doing he's about to come out so he's like like, i was forced to by the women so he's creating a narrative ahead of time to get out in front of it It's like when someone's going to commit a murder, so they're like, oh my God, I have such a busy week next week. I'm going to like, I'm going to be in Puerto Rico. <laughs> He's like, I didn't want to. I had to. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. John, if you're listening, yeah. uh, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. I too am a homosexual. I'm one stupid beep away mm-hmm. from being gay too. Yeah. So you should DM me and we could talk about it right i'm gonna give it a negative five because i don't like the sexism okay and being gay doesn't excuse sexism that's a big problem trying to yeah i've been sending some threads about that which yeah you know what should that be a topic i think so i've been seeing a lot about it on twitter here lately yeah i think it's an interesting uh, topic to get into at some point because there yeah there are definitely some issues where like I think people in the LGBTQ community think that queerness absolves them right. of other like racism or sexism mm-hmm. or a lot of other things. And I feel like that happens with like a lot of different minority group mm-hmm. too. Like I think sometimes even like women when it comes to African Americans, we mm-hmm. talked about this the other day, like with yeah. the BLM. So I I think it's an interesting no, topic. No, yeah, we talked about yeah. like how white women play a specific role in racism. Yeah. But, so yeah, I think it'd be interesting to also talk about. Well, thanks, John. You just yeah. gave us a topic. Wow, we love that, John. <laughs> um, I'm changing my rating <laughs> because of your sexism. We have just thought of something really incredible to speak on. Yeah, no, so um, cool. Tinder bios, really yeah. great time. <laughs> All right. All right, we are back. So today we have Jessica Lignato here. I said it right, You right. did it right. That's why okay. I was like nodding emphatically because you, you <laughs> totally nailed it. And also I don't care if you don't. So we have here Jessica Lignato, the author of Astrology for Real Relationship, mm-hmm. a book that covers early dating, friendships, and more committed relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about your book? You were saying it came out two months before the pandemic, right? Yeah, it was really brilliantly planned. Uh, yeah. yeah, it came out uh, January of 2020, and it is an astrology book that is very queer inclusive. I am mm-hmm. a big old homo myself. Oh, perfect, to me brag. too. Well, you know, I mean, family clocks, family, yes. Um, so, yeah, so it's it's for me having a section on friendship and chosen family. Like as a queer person, I feel like that that's a huge part mm-hmm. of like the queer experience. It's yeah, choosing your family, and I think that's more and more true for people of all demographics. So I wanted to have an astrology book that would embrace and delineate. Mm-hmm. friendship and then also 
how many people turn to astrology when they're like, I'm three years in and super like whatever, a lot, <laughs> but not as many as like, I'm single and I want to mingle and I keep on walking into walls. Like what's that yeah. about? So that's the middle section. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, next, next I need to write a book about sex and astrology because there's not enough of a modern uh, inclusive delineation mm -hmm. about astrology and doing it. Uh, so that is an aside, but that's <laughs> no, but I love that part of the book and you actually, you do so much. Yeah. Um, you also have an incredible podcast. It's the called ghost of a podcast. Yeah. I was listening to an episode actually today. I loved it. It was one about the, um, she was dating someone who had a alcohol abuse problem. And so you were like giving tips on how to do that. I like what you said where they're in a like six year relationship and you're not going to try and tell them like if they should break up or stay together. Um, you're just kind of laying out the facts for them to figure it out themselves. Yeah. I found it really good because I've mm -hmm. dealt with people in my life who have the addiction problems and it, it is hard, but mm -hmm. I really appreciated that episode. Thank you. I just wanted to, so you're also a, a psychic and you're also an animal communicator. That is absolutely incredible. So like, I mean, honestly, doing an introduction about you, it's like, how do we encompass all of these incredible things? Um, but we've been so excited to have you on because we're having this year of just really getting into new things and exploring stuff. Um, I mean, I think everyone is in the pandemic kind of discovering new things and we don't really know much about astrology, but right. it's been something we've wanted to talk about as it pertains to um, relationships with yourself, mm -hmm. um, non-romantic and romantic relationships um it's so interesting so having you on as an expert on that is so exciting and we're so glad you're here and you also have an app coming out right i do i i actually i have one free app for ios already it's called tiny wow. spark and okay. i'm i'm such a nerd that i love building things and then once it's built i'm like okay i've done that and then i do <laughs> no marketing i do nothing so it's a free app for ios it's called tiny spark and it's basically like a modern magic eight ball uh -huh. it's just like okay. a tool for resourcing your intuition astrology oh, yeah, I'm really, I'm actually really into it because it says mm -hmm. things like, you already know the answer, stop asking. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it says what yeah. needs to be said. Yeah. Um, but the app I have coming out this spring is date, exact date TBD. It's called Astrology for Days. And it's mm -hmm. a, an astrology student and like professional astrologer tool because it mm -hmm. doesn't have interpretations. What it does is it has like, it's basically a tool for seeing when the transits are happening to the minute and then a section for taking notes so that you can kind of figure out what you think it means and mm -hmm. kind oh, of call. Yeah. It's like, if you use the pattern in CoStar and like all those big mm -hmm. astrology yeah. podcasts like mine, it's great to get all that information, but it just becomes more noise, like all the other self-help noise out there. If you don't kind of ground it, coalesce it, and then figure out what it actually means for you. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what I strive to do with my, with all the content I put out there is just like not add to the noise, but mm -hmm. instead put out something where I'm giving you a tool so you can go like the hook, the thing, go fishing, not yeah. the supermarket. It was a butchered metaphor, but I felt like you were with me. So, yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting because I, the other apps you've mentioned, I've heard like some negative things about some other apps. And I will say there's this distinction in your um, take on astrology in your book and on your website where there's a lot more than just the main sun house that a lot of people who are looking up astrology and their horoscope see about themselves. So you're like, I I'm a cancer. Um, so I look up what it says for cancer that day and that's my intro to astrology mm -hmm. but you really talk about all of these other little parts of it that I think really clarify like 
like what's being said about astrology by people who don't know much about it is just how general it is but it's actually not general you're just not getting the full scope of your houses thank you you said it exactly (laughs) right yeah it's the reality is astrology is really complicated and Mm -hmm. it's very mathematical actually and Mm -hmm. people have this idea that it's just intuitive and that it's very general and very um I guess hokey, um, mm-hmm. for lack of a better way of saying it. And the the reality is astrology is just like, I mean, over the years of my private practice, I've helped people identify cancer. I've helped people. I've been able to delineate so many things that are mm-hmm. so specific mm-hmm. and it, you can't do that through your sun sign. Like you can't do it yeah. even through your sun moon rising. You have to do it through looking at a comprehensive chart. And mm-hmm. that's just not, that doesn't put asses in the seats. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. not necessarily like as, <laughs> as being like, I'm a cancer. Will I get laid this month? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, so we have to deal with like clickbait, which uh-huh. has a lot of like pseudo experts. And that's not just with astrology, but I think right. what's unique to astrology is there's no governing like body you know there's no singular place you can look to to be like is this person accredited or like does this person actually have any experience or do they have a right to be teaching or whatever whereas with most other things you can be like yeah they're talking about mental health but they're not you know they're not trained like I know that you know Mm -hmm. we don't have that with astrology so it gets a little sticky and tricky Mm -hmm. um but also I'm self-taught, so I'm not one to fucking talk. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wanted to ask you about that. How did you start getting into it? And how did you like learn about everything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I got my first astrology book for my 12th birthday. Mm-hmm. And, oh, wow. Uh, yes. Yeah. And it was before the internet existed. I'm 46 uh-huh. years old. So just we middle-aged. <laughs> and um, I was just obsessed with astrology. And I went to, so I'm from Montreal, Quebec. I don't, mm-hmm. I said that right after I said something in French, which is embarrassing, but I didn't do that on purpose. I just did it. Um, so I'm from Montreal, Quebec, and their school is different. So it goes high school, seven to grade 11. And then you go to C-Shop, which is two years of government-funded college. Mm-hmm. Be jealous now. It's so yep. cool. <laughs> yeah. And so I went into an alternative C-Shop. And at that school, the Jungian psychology teacher from the main like the normie school, mm-hmm. he taught an introduction to astrology from a Jungian perspective. Mm-hmm. And that was in 1991. And I was like, all right, that's what I'm doing. And I like came out of the closet that same year. So yeah. I like packed my bags, you know, whatever it was, like two years into that whole process of learning. And I was like, I'm going to be in San Francisco. I'm mm-hmm. going to be like a lesbian astrologer <laughs> and it's going to be super easy and chill. Like the lesbians of the world will unite and embrace me. And it, it didn't work like that, but the astrology <laughs> thing did. So that was really cool. Yeah. So, so I've been doing it since 94, wow. probably 94, 95 professionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that's amazing because I, I think that astrology has gotten a lot less stigmatized um, recently. I think people are a lot more open minded, but you've been doing it from a time that I would say in general, there was a lot more. Um, I don't know. There's a lot more cynicism in the world, I think, yes. and a lot less openness to a lot of spiritual ideals. I mean, probably especially in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're a bit more open to like other religions and other cultures and like astrology and those things now. But we obviously on the She Rates Dogs podcast talk a lot about uh, sexism. And I would say that uh, you probably have experienced a lot of misogyny in the form of like being interested in astrology. It's very yes. interesting how men like don't consider 
women's hobbies as hobbies or they don't consider I, I don't know it's weird because astrology isn't like a feminine thing but I think it it's like but it's marketed that way yeah you're, you're on to something you're and this I'm so happy you're naming this because you're the first person that's not like a professional astrologer who's ever brought this up to me before <laughs> but like there is a way that men uh, by and large, cis men are like, mm -hmm. hey, fantasy football, that's legitimate. Yeah. You know, hey, being like super interested in like parts of cars, very legitimate. But having an mm -hmm. interest in anything around my mental and emotional and spiritual wellness mm -hmm. um, is not legitimate. And that mm -hmm. has a lot to do with, you know, misogyny, et cetera. But specifically, astrology was marketed in the early 1900s to women. And that's about industry and capitalism and it's not about astrology. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, and so we've seen a lot of kind of consequences of that. But a fun fact that unless you're in the astrology world, you wouldn't know is that every astrologer I know, and I'm sure there are exceptions, but the bulk of our clients are women. Mm -hmm. However, however, when men study astrology, when they get into it, they tend to become astrologers. <laughs> uh -huh. There's a lot of male astrologers, which mm -hmm. a lot of people assume it's all female astrologers. There's a lot of dude astrologers. Mm -hmm. And even in the astrology world, there's misogyny and there's homophobia and there's racism yeah. and all of the things. And so part of what's happened in the last decade with the internet, democratizing, if I say, if I'm saying the word right, access to information and our ability to self-publish is that, you know, people of various identities and more diverse identities can self-publish. And so people who identify with their work can find them and support them and learn from them. And mm -hmm. so we're seeing this really major shift in the world of astrology that's yeah. more inclusive and better reflects our identities, which, you know, it's a first time in human history and astrology is older than religion. So it's like not a small thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. I, I we love talking about how like TikTok, especially or um, Instagram, Twitter, they've given a lot of access to these really cool, like I'll learn about things from social media that I would have never gotten an idea about. And I, I'm sure it's like a double edged sword because there are of course people out there, like you said earlier, who are doing the clickbaity type generalizing stuff but at least that door's open to mm -hmm. people now so yeah it's exciting <clears throat> i'm sorry i just wanted to apologize i keep drinking water i'm trying not to cough right now so that's why i keep you like away. Thing. no you i'm, I'm thing. fine i just didn't want michaela to get like scared if i'm coughing <laughs> i'd be scared <laughs> so. i'm scared i'm scared sitting right here <laughs> yeah, i just wanted to apologize for that <laughs> for our listeners matt is wearing I, a mask I, I on am. the zoom call and <laughs> and it's a it's a cute little dynamic we've got going yes. um but we <laughs> We asked um, our followers if they had any astrology questions, and we had so many people DM us asking things. So I kind of wanted to read a few of those to you and get mm -hmm. your answers on those. I'm um, so, so into that. So we got a question. Um, I think you actually introduced this in your intro for your book, but it says, do you view astrology as a belief system, a tool, or both? And I did you, you touched on that right mm -hmm. in the intro part. Yeah, and I'll say this, you know, before I say my answer, I know a lot of astrologers and, you know, we all have our own unique answers because I yeah. don't, again, it's not centralized in that way. I think of it as a tool. I don't mm -hmm. believe in astrology. I don't believe in the internet and I don't believe in ibuprofen. Mm -hmm. However, I use them because they work and they make yeah. money better. So I, I regard astrology as a tool. And um, I think the way that individuals use astrology reflects our values mm -hmm. and our beliefs. 
And so, you know, I, I have friends who are Muslim astrologers and Christian astrologers and very agnostic and very woo and not woo at all. Like mm -hmm. you can apply any spirituality to it. So it's not really a belief system as much as it is a, a tool that pairs nicely with a belief system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, and I really like how when you're learning about astrology, you can sort of identify parts of yourself in things and it makes you aware of parts of your personality. I think like a lot of people's what they would go to asking an astrologer is maybe like, am I compatible with like this zodiac sign? But like understanding your own chart inherently just makes you better at understanding relationships in general, which I think is really awesome. Just like reading all these different parts of your book. And it's how I feel about like I, I go to psychics as well. Um, just like hearing all of these different things makes you self-reflect no matter how like 100% to fact you take every single sentence of it. Yeah. Um, it you really do get a lot out of just like learning about yourself mm -hmm. and and identifying those things yeah because we did get a lot of questions of like why are leo men like that or yeah. like why, how do i do it like <laughs> and i don't yeah and i don't answer those questions right. and i don't answer those questions because they're not substantive you know what i mean yeah. like the, the reality is like, if your mom was a mean Leo, you're mm -hmm. going to run into Leos your whole life and you're like, Leos are mean. But if your right. mom was a nice Leo, you're gonna be like, Leos are delightful. And that's about your birth chart, which is intricate. It's, it's like, you can't separate it from your parents' birth chart mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. as opposed to the very nature of a Leo, right? So it's mm -hmm. like, right. the, the, like, it's like walking around town being like lucky charms. It's representative of a meal and of Irish culture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is it? No, we're going to go with a hard pass on that. So I just feel like it's a, it reflects a misunderstanding of astrology. And it also reflects how people want easy answers, which right. I'm not mad at. I want easy answers. I just don't believe they exist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so another one is how much does someone's birth chart affect compatibility? And then is this important to you? Ooh, good questions. So for me personally, I have been with my partner for nine and a half years and mm -hmm. I still don't remember all of their placements. I don't look at people's charts when I'm in relationships with them mm -hmm. because I think it's important for people to reveal themselves on their own terms. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for me as a person to take responsibility for what I'm choosing, regardless mm -hmm. of what I can like get ahead of because I know shit. And yeah. I'm also psychic, so it's not fair. Like I have way <laughs> too many advantages, uh, like way too many. It's super annoying for everybody. Um, so, so that's one part of the answer. And then the first part of the answer is I have terrible stories that my partner would murder me for, for a podcast. But um, the other part is there are ways of, of looking at compatibility through astrology that I think are very effective. There are ways that are not super effective. Mm -hmm. The most conventional ways that people are know of, I don't think are super effective. And here's the real question. And this is kind of like what you were getting at. Mm -hmm. It's that if somebody comes in and is like, you know, who am I compatible with? My question is always for what, when, Yeah. You know what I mean? Like who right. I would get with at 25 versus 35, a very different person because I was a very different person. Right. And like some people are just like, you know what? TikTok, I want babies. It's time for me to get married. Mm -hmm. And then they're not actually seeking a really authentic love match. They may want that, but what mm -hmm. they're seeking is a solution to a problem. And so we're going to look at a different part of the birth chart to see what you're going to get based on the motives that are compelling you. Mm -hmm. And that is complicated. Human dynamics are complicated. So compatibility is useful and it's interesting and it can be read through the birth chart, but 
not in quite a simple way mm-hmm. as we would like it to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think it's so interesting that you say that because that's absolutely what would be the most monetizable and alluring part of astrology is like I can figure out who you're compatible with. But I think it's so like refreshing that you're like, no, it's actually really important to understand yourself. Yeah. And I also think like in it helps people kind of in um, breakups, like in hindsight, understanding yes. their partners. So I think that there's so many ways to it that it can be helpful without being like, oh, I'm going to count this person out because of this sign or yeah. I have all these preconceived notions. But just understanding people and yourself in general, um, I think that's really interesting because I'm sure that that's like the bulk of what you get. I was going to say, I feel like <laughs> a lot of people are like, there are certain signs, so I'm going to avoid them. But it, it kind of depend, it depends on the situation. It's a fool's errand. Avoiding mm-hmm. a sign that keeps on running across your path, there's mm-hmm. a reason why it's running on your path. So yeah. if you figure out what your lesson is, then it doesn't matter if Geminis are stupid because <laughs> you can figure out why you're attracted to something that you don't like yeah. or why something that you don't like is attracting itself to you change yourself change your Mm -hmm. your thoughts your feelings your patterns and then you start attracting different things and i think anyone who's like 35 or older has had at least a couple experiences with that you know and some people younger but certainly anyone who's older you know where when you change your life changes sometimes for Mm -hmm. the worse but it changes and i think you know that all said, I actually don't get a lot of questions about that anymore because people spend five minutes listening to me and they're like, oh, she's not going to fucking tell me I want to hear. <laughs> she's going to annoy the hell out of me. And, uh, you know, I'm just really, I, I, one of the most influential things that was ever said to me in the early years of my, my career is this woman. I met her once at a conference. She drove me home. I don't remember her name. I never saw her again. She was amazing. But she just looked at me right before I got out of the car and she said, and I don't do astrology to make friends. I do it to help people. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's it. It's that in order to be a good astrologer, a good consulting astrologer, you need to be willing to say to people, you're asking me the wrong question. Mm -hmm. You know, what you want is not in your best interest. Let's talk about why you want what you want. (laughs) And that's not how you make friends. That's how you help people. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I think it's worth naming that not all astrologers are counselors. I'm like a humanistic astrologer. I I like to counsel people, but there's a lot of kind of astrologers and, you know, anyway, some people will answer those questions not me along those lines actually my friend jasmine who's obsessed with you said that something that you've said that really stuck with her was um not everyone has a soulmate or finds love and she just was telling me how that's really been a a game changer just for the way she views like her relationships and experiences and like her priorities really in general like and what she's looking for and I think you know that's not what people want to hear Mm -hmm. um but it also doesn't have to be a bad thing so what what was like the root of that for for you for saying that and you know do you see it as a bad thing I'm I'm assuming not but no I don't yeah you're right (laughs) that that landed well for Jasmine because like you said Mm -hmm. it's that could really like make people very butthurt Uh there's a lot of reasons why I mean I am very, very not an optimist as, by nature as a person. And I think if we looked around and we saw that everyone got love and health and safety and, uh, you know, a career that they feel good about, what world are you living in? Like, I know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I know we're in California, but please, right? <laughs> not a real thing. And so the first place that I want to come from is common sense. You know, back in the day when people, and it still happens in many places, but when people were forced into marriage, the question 
notion of marrying for love was not a thing mm-hmm. or it wasn't an opportunity anyways. And it wasn't a choice, you know, you had to get married or, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, for women, we were like, whatever, Spencer, whatever the fuck it is. So, <laughs> I, I'm very pro-divorce. I'm very pro-breakup. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. very pro uh, making choices that allow you to be whole. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes being whole means being partnered. And sometimes it means not being partnered. And I think when we pull away the idea that one's value is kind of like given to you by a partner, mm-hmm. or by the, the kind of validation of a partnership, we can start to see other ways of living. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and this also, I think, probably dovetails into my queerness, which is, you know, there's a way that community, and this is happening again across demographics more and more, but there's a way that community can become your family. Mm-hmm. And we can be really intentional about that in ways that support us, whether we're partnered or not, whether we had kids or not. And I don't think that identifying partnership as the, the kind of key to happiness is what works because yeah. the thing that's real and all of us know is that if you get partnered it's not like a you're safe b you're secure or c yeah. you're inherently happy or not lonely you mm-hmm. know uh so it's just life is full of problems again not to be an optimist life is full <laughs> of problems and so you know you're single you have certain problems you're partnered you have other problems I think that's fascinating. I don't remember who said this, but like there was a quote of a woman who said, I was never lonelier than in an unhappy marriage. And I think we love talking about this on our podcast, just the way that traditional capitalism has advertised the right way to live to everybody makes you think that the key to happiness is having this traditional marriage and a traditional job and like having hobbies that you monetize and are really good at and all these things that like, contribute to this society Mm -hmm. because that's what's profitable but that doesn't mean that that's actually the key to happiness and um it goes against not our nature but just what we've been told so many times through what we watch and what we hear from other people so it's not what you want to hear but once you actually accept it you can actually find happiness in it and this reminds me of something you said on the podcast where you said like you were talking about them splitting up and sometimes you, your paths don't align with each other. Sometimes you go on your own separate paths mm-hmm. and you find something even more beautiful. So I think it's silly for people to just stick around because they think they're with their soulmate. You mm-hmm. don't always have to do that. You should yes. try and put yourself first and find your own happiness. And to that, I'll add, let's talk about fucking soulmates. If you're in a meat suit, you're a, you're a soul having a human experience, like a physical experience. And I, I as a spiritual person, really am not for the concept of soulmates or, or twin flames because it's like placing this romantic spiritual notion ahead of what is functional. And, mm-hmm. you know, I really am all about what is functional. Like, why would you have a business with somebody who doesn't pay their bills? Like, why mm-hmm. would you, you know, live with a roommate you're not compatible with? And why would you fuck with someone that you don't actually like have a healthy dynamic with, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, it just seems so common sensey. It blows my mind that it's not like everybody has that feeling, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of the time people um, really want that crazy fire with someone and that's not going to be the healthiest relationship. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this, I think last week is, um, to or no, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. to pay attention to how you're feeling in a relationship as opposed to being like, because you can absolutely idolize somebody else, but you're not actually happy. Um, so just really checking in on yourself. And um, we love that, that outlook. Mm-hmm. Me too. 
should we get into our game? Yes. Okay. I think it's a good time for her. Well, yeah, you you had a tweet, Jessica, that um, yeah, I took a screenshot we thought it. would really help transition into our fun little game that we have. I'm so so we play uh, <laughs> <laughs> we play red flag or self-sabotage and you actually have a tweet. May you know the difference between your intuition and anxiety. And that's the whole purpose of this <laughs> game. And yes. it's actually so difficult. It really can be so difficult, especially if you've had bad relationships right. to or if you have anxiety um, to sometimes be like, OK, am I just psyching myself out? Or is this like a normal thing that's. I should yeah. be looking at it as a red flag. But that's why people <laughs> Matt, you're so, um but that's why Speaking people submit these flags. little <laughs> 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 But that's why people submit these little experiences to us. Um so we're gonna start out with one that actually is pretty <laughs> pretty clear. <laughs> oh god. So me and my boyfriend of two months don't follow each other on any social media. <laughs> red flag. What? Yeah, red flag. Why and what? I think that's a red flag, but I would also love it if I was dating someone (laughs) and I didn't have to explain to them every single like thing I tweeted or did they meet on Love Island? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a red flag, but red flag. It's twenty twenty one. People, that's a red flag. It doesn't seem possible. I mean, there's something that's being hidden. Yeah. <laughs> Do they not guess... check on each other? Like, I would be constantly on their page anyways. Why yeah. wouldn't I just follow them? I don't know. Something's up. I also, should DM there, like, <laughs> are there private accounts? Are these private accounts? Or is it just they happen to not press follow? I that's have a no, big difference. So weird. We're worried about you, too. I don't know why you're... I mean, you're participating, friend. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're not following right, you either. Just like... <laughs> okay. Um... Uh, I don't know if him taking forever to reply is because he's actually busy or if he's just using me. All right. So this one, you know, sometimes you need more context. Yeah, I think this is one of those times because my my tendency is to go red flag because Mm -hmm. people can make time a lot. But some people aren't huge texters. And it seems Mm -hmm. like he is replying. I don't know. Every now and then he's just not replying as quickly as she wants. Yeah, but but. But I, I'm interested to hear your take because I feel like I feel like she's got some intuition here for the way she's asking this question. I feel like she's asking because because she, she like has picked up on these things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is this is my take on it. Is it mm-hmm. is completely irrelevant why this person isn't texting back and they're not treating you the way you want to be treated. It's not compatibility. Mm-hmm. Like again, we're back to compatibility. It's like if yeah. you say to this is it a guy? Did they specify it's like a dude? Um well this one this one's different than the last one, but this is yeah, a girl talking about a guy. A a, a boy. So, okay. So he if she hasn't said to him hey, I noticed you take seven years to text me back. That, mm. you know, doesn't, I don't love that. Is there a reason? Like, and he didn't explain like, oh yeah, I'm a surgeon and I'm in, I'm in <laughs> the hospital or whatever. Yeah. Like if there's not a great reason, then it kind of doesn't matter what his motives are. It's just not compatible. Like if somebody did right. that to it's, me, I would go nuts. Yeah it, yeah, it depends on the person. Like if you were someone who didn't mind not getting texted back every five seconds and whatever but yes. it sounds like she's someone who likes yeah. to be texted that's a so yeah. that's, great point right yes, thank you it's, very much. it's going back to asking the wrong question <laughs> yes. it's not is it a red flag it's is this person even compatible is it with working me? for yes. me yes yes okay yes. love that oh my god yes. we're getting there <laughs> 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 love 
Okay, this one. I just had a light bulb on my head in my head go <laughs> off. That, I, I saw it. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. And literally, it's the answer to almost every question. Yeah, so, that's so true. Yeah, it's yeah. like such a different perspective as it well. It is. Um, yeah. This one's very different than the other two. And it's the last one. Okay. The first night I met this guy, we're making out, and he says, bite my neck as hard as you can. Yeah. Oh, wait. Sorry. That wasn't the <laughs> I was No, like, that was, was all. Like, no, I that mean, was the whole question? I think, I think he... I think in the context wait, of wait, the last was couple that literally of literally the only question? The only yes. that was the whole question? That's yes. all that's all she had to say about it. He said, bite my neck as hard as you can. Um I in the context of the last couple months with like the army hammer situation, I understand like why this has caused possible other concerns. <laughs> I see where he's coming from. He's just in the moment. He probably doesn't mean take a chunk out. He's just like maybe a nice little bite mark. So, mm -hmm. but then it goes back to, does she want to do that? Is that yes. something she wants yeah. to do? Is that yeah. her compatible? I yeah. get it. That's it. So easy. It's like once you get the hang of it, you're like, why wasn't I always doing this? Why? Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Wow. It's true. It's true. But also, I just feel like, I guess it's just what you just said. It's just like, yeah, sure, bite a person's neck. Why wouldn't yeah. you bite his yeah. neck? It's not good to ask. This is the thing. It's like I have counseled so many straight women about sexual experiences they had where they mm -hmm. didn't say, I don't like that. Why are you doing that to me? That's awful. But right. they told me that's how they felt. Yeah. And I feel like there's, there's a, at least in this scenario, <laughs> like, Hey, do this weird thing to me. Do you want to? And she has the chance to say no. No. Yeah. Or, yeah. I fucking hate you. I'm going to bite <laughs> the shit out of your neck. I mean, it doesn't have to be a hate bite, but in my, yeah. in my, in my mind, it was just now a hate bite. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think it's so like it's an interesting question just because of what's happened in the news recently. Yeah. <laughs> However, like again, it just goes to like for some people they would be into that, and mm -hmm. if you're not one of those people, like that, that's your answer. You like, just need yeah. to communicate it yes. to them. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people <laughs> yeah. don't do that, and that's the problem. Oh God, yes. All right. It well, is. um, fun game. Love that new perspective <laughs> yes. on it. I feel like we're going to be answering so many questions with that now. Like that's the wrong question, actually. Refer yes. to our other episode. What you'll you really find out. want to know? <laughs> My work here is done. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um. So thank you so much for coming on. Um. You guys check out. I mean, the book is incredible, but you thank also you. like your website is a great starting point. I think. Um, thank you. It's pronounced Lanyad, Lanyadu, yeah. but it's Lanyado. So love Lanyado.com. And don't forget to check out her podcast, Ghosts of a Podcast. Mm -hmm. Your Instagram uh, Instagram account is Jessica underscore Lanyado, uh, spelled Jessica underscore Lanyadu, <laughs> like D O O. I'm trying to make I'm trying to make it so they can find you. Yeah, you're doing it frenetically. Thank you. It's like I never even thought of that. You guys are It'll great. Come, um, well, thank you so much. This has been wonderful. Um, you're so amazing. Fun. And make we, sure to keep an eye out for her new app coming, Astrology for for Days. You said that's dropping. It's on, uh, still to be determined. <laughs> yeah, it'll be this spring, but you know the yes, it is very TBD. It's like as TBD mm -hmm. as it gets. Well, we're excited which for it. Which is fun because it's like this elusive, exclusive yes. mystery yes. thing, yeah. you guys, which makes it very cool. <laughs> yeah, um, elusive and exclusive. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm going for. Like, <laughs> for the rebranding, I needed it. I needed it. Yeah. All right. This has been so that. fun. Thank you it for having me. It was a pleasure having you. Oh, thank, thank you for coming you on. Hours. I know, <laughs> me too. There's so much more we could talk about. But all right. Um, bye. Bye. Bye.
All right, you guys. So any questions you have, DM us or email them to SheRatesDogsPod at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Instagram or Twitter, the handle is SheRatesDogsPod. Our personal handles are in the bio. And if you're angry about anything, like you think, oh if gosh. you're angry or, oh my God. If you have any questions no, that me. you want to say this. out loud or you're angry <laughs> at us, you could also leave us a voicemail. The number is 929-274-3261. Okay, bye. bye.